Hello everyone and welcome to Middle Age Gaming. This is Adam and Antoine is here. Korean is currently in his Uber. He recently returned from India and he, he just finished his quarantine. So he is currently on his way home, but unfortunately will not be able to join us today. Although he, we might see him popping up in chat. Yeah, we got a good episode for you today. We've got all the new hotness that's blazing all across the internet. But before we get into that, Antoine, would you like to tell us what you've been playing recently? Yeah, it has been three weeks now since I was on podcast and I was playing Total War Warhammer. Then I got some holidays with the kids, which were fantastic. Thank you very much. And after that, I got a lot of mailbox backlog at work, so I didn't get to play much. But before I left, so a lot of Total War Warhammer for months and months, I wanted to have something a bit more dynamic, at least to introduce to the podcast and for myself as well. As you know, I have the Xbox Game Pass and I haven't got any game for a while, so just to get it more money efficient, I would say. Got something into it and I wanted to check out a classic, which is Halo. As you was here, Halo on Paramount Plus video, the series not too long ago, which I, the Halo players were like, I, it's really so got me into the mood of playing it. And like Mass Effect, I went to and through. I really wanted to discover a series that the fact that I never, you know, had an Xbox before, I missed a lot of titles. So that's the good opportunity for me to discover legendary series, I would say, legendary IP. So I started with Halo Combat Evolved, which was released in 2001 and re-released on 2011 for the anniversary. So it's a good, graphically, I would say, 2011 for you is like a Skyrim, for instance. So it hurts the eye, but not that much. It's honestly playable. But Halo 1, sorry for the Halo fan. It's bad. It's really bad for a couple of reasons. The combat aspect is fine. There's good weapons. There's a good story with a very fun part that is that the story is optional. You need to discover terminal on the map to discover the story. So if you don't discover the terminals, you don't know the story. So it's both good and I really like my lore. And that means that if you missed it, you have to replace the mission until you find them and get your story. So it's both good and bad. It, it increases replayability, but at the same time, if you don't want to replace the game, then you need to go on YouTube and find the story yourself. It, it's a genre, I would say. It's, a, it's an idea. I won't say if it's good or bad. It really depends if you like it or not. For me, I'm a bit on the fence on this, but what's really bad about Halo 1, only 10 missions, all of them extremely long, could be up to an hour, maybe more, and they repeat the assets all the time. You can get an hour mission in exactly the same room. Just you pass the door, same room. You pass the door, same room. You pass the door all the time, it's a catastrophe. The library, my God, I wanted to shoot myself. It's the same room, wave upon wave of monsters. You kill them, you checkpoint, new room, same, all over for an hour. It's really, really you, you have to go through that if you want to play Halo. I can't imagine why it was good in 2001. And again, I played Quake 3 and I loved it. And this was released in 1999. Halo Combat Evolved was two years later. So I'm not very, I don't want to say, yeah, it's an old game. So I can imagine that I did, at the time, it was a revolution. No, it was not a revolution. There was already some very good games, good FPS at the time. So I'm sorry, but for me, Halo Combat Evolved was a lazy FPS with a great story, with a great story. Don't get me wrong, but a lazy FPS. 
And then I started, I'm not finished yet, but uh, Halo 2, which released three years after 2004, again, anniversary edition 2014, which looks really nice. Even at, right now, nearly 10 years after, it's absolutely doable. It's really good. And then, I don't know if there was a change of the team or maybe Halo got this kind of Halo over the IP. <laughs> Sorry about this, but yeah, easy one to do. And all of a sudden, your game is fantastic. I don't know what happened, but they took all the good points of Halo 1, the vehicles, the stories, the factions, exactly the same factions, and they get rid of all the bad stuff. The very long missions, all of a sudden, they are much shorter and digestible. You have an extremely good story, not just within a cinematic. In the story, you have a faction war, you, have, you can play different faction even though the gameplay is exactly the same. You can play both Master Chief and Covenant Arbiter. You have lots of different weapons. The Flood is the main, the main antagonist of the series, and it's a parasite. In the one, basically, take control of the dead bodies to come at you and mutate the dead bodies of Marines, of Covenant, doesn't care, as long as it's biomass, you know. In number two, they have a really good stuff is that they take the body of... They take a dev, dead body, come at you, you kill it. So some kind of little kind of squid stuff, very small stuff. And if you kill one body and another squid stuff come inside the dead body, they can respawn again and again. So it really adds a whole new dimension to the flood. So the number two is full of good ideas, much better use of vehicles, of great vehicles into it. So Halo 2 is a whole dimension away from Halo and it's really good game. While the first one, you really have to you really have to force your way through it if you want to finish it. It's an iconic series. I need I want to play the whole series. I need to finish the first one. I need to finish the first one. Ah, it's terrible. Number two, you finish the game. I'm not finished yet, but I'm already in mission 12, 11 or 12. And I didn't even realize I was there at this point. I was like, my God, I really want to continue it because it's fantastic. So I know there's Halo 3 and 4 and Reach. I'm going to have a lot of fun with it as soon as my mailbox backlog is done, of course. And I'm really happy that I'm doing this series. And uh, I really didn't knew the fact that in the series, in the Paramount TV, you never see the Halo. In the game, you're straight into it. And it's 22 years old now, so... I imagine no spoiler. And if you want to play Halos and cut this right now, because I'm going to spoil a bit, I was very happy to see that. Basically, it's quite a basic story. You have the humans, the Covenant, they are at war over... They are at war, that's it. And the goal of the Covenant is to find these Halos. They are very religious factions and they want to activate it because for them, activating the Halo will send them toward a great journey. But they don't know, or at least... I think they don't know, maybe the leaders does, but the flood is this parasitic entities which consume biomass and expand and expand, and they're gonna eat the whole universe at this rate. The halos were super weapons created by precursors or ancient races. Basically, you activate it and it destroyed every biomass and sentient life in the whole galaxy. No food for the parasite to eat, the parasite will die. That's a quarantine effect. The humans know that, so they do whatever they can to make sure the Covenant don't activate it. So the Covenant's like, ah, religion, let's do it, and ascension or something. And the humans are like, no, it's doomsday, but don't push that. 
So on top of having a regular war, you add this kind of re religious war on top. It's a really good spin and I really love it. So happy to see what three, four rich I'm gonna bring to it and I'm gonna talk about it, of course, in the next podcast. And I'm gonna stop now because I took way too much time. Sorry about that. <laughs> it's all good. I enjoy hearing about it. Yeah, I think the reason Halo really took off is because from a FPS perspective on PC, no, it probably wasn't all that innovative. But for consoles, it was a huge deal. The closest thing we had prior to that was probably Goldeneye or Perfect Dark. And those are pretty much Which are great. Because... They're very old. And so you're basically everything is linear. You can mm -hmm. look up and you can look down. But to look up on the N64, you would have to hold down a shoulder button. And then look oh, up, but when you do that, you stop moving. So if somebody's on a ledge above you, you can shoot them, but you have to stop and then go into like shoulder mode. And when you do that, then you stop running. You have to stand still and aim up, which might sound like you're a sitting duck, but at the same time, if they're above you, if they want to aim down, they have to do the same thing. So you're both kind of sitting ducks when you do that. We got used to that. Alternatively, you could use the C buttons, the little yellow ones, and you could press mm -hmm. those and you would look up or look down. But the problem was, is if I remember correctly, yeah, you would just look straight up and it wouldn't re-auto center again. You would just kind of like, and it was actually harder to aim that way because, you know, you weren't using the joystick, so you couldn't fine tune it. It was just kind of like straight up, straight down. And you're like, so it wasn't a very effective way. But then with the PlayStation 2 and the Xbox, we had dual analog sticks. And I think they were, I think Halo was probably the first game on console to really bring a solid FPS experience. So. Time splitters. Time, Time splitters, splitters, I think, came out after Halo, didn't it? I thought it did. Probably. Let's look that up real quick. Yeah, because if I remember correctly, Time Splitters. I know I played Time Splitters 2. Ah, that's a fantastic game. I want to. Time Splitters is. Oh, 2000. Future Perfect is 2005. Time Splitters 2, 2002. Time Splitters 1, 2000. Yes, 2000. One year before Halo. October. Oh, was it? When was Halo? 2001? Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. So like PC Earthquake 3, 1999, there was PlayStation. Oh, okay. Or Nintendo, je sais plus. I do know, though, that there was one other issue, and I and Halo wasn't the first, wasn't the first to do this, because I was reading a, I was reading an article, I, I was watching some lore videos on, on Aliens, and they were talking about there was an old Marines game, like Colonial Marines type game, but it was like uh, some Aliens game, but it was really old. And yeah. the people in the review were complaining about the controls because they were saying you control forward and backward and strafing with the left stick and you control looking up, looking down, looking left, looking right with the right stick, which are standard controls today. But back then they were saying these controls are uh... awful because what we were actually doing back then, and it reminded me because I had completely forgotten that this was a thing, but the way aiming was done back then was your left stick controlled up and down and turning and oh no sorry your left stick controlled forward backward and turning so your left stick was like you know what you would get in an arpg you know how you like run around and your right stick was for strafing and looking up and down because of that was the kind of the standard before it and i think that was probably part of the reason why they hadn't why shooters hadn't really taken off on console yet because now the two analog sticks mimic the wasd on the left stick and the mouse on the right stick but back then it used to be that the left stick was your movement and the right stick was strafing and looking up and, and the, yeah the original time splitters might have done that done it that way maybe that's why halo took off i don't know i'd have to go back and see what the controls were and that's why i think on playstation there was still a time of rail shooter right 
Rail shooters were really big on the original PlayStation, but yeah. You don't have to move just yeah, on, on the original PlayStation. PlayStation 2 didn't do that so much. Armored Core was really interesting. I loved playing Armored Core. I've talked about it many times. I'm super excited about Armored Core 6, but the original Armored Core, there wasn't even an analog stick. It was on the original PlayStation. So th their solution okay, was yeah. really interesting. Their solution was your the D-pad controls your movement and your shoulder buttons would control strafing and I think it was L2 would make you look down and R2 would make you look up. So your shoulder buttons were how you looked up and down and how you would strafe. Yeah, so it was really crazy. So when, and that was one thing that made a huge improvement on later Armor Core games because ha being able to use the analog sticks freed up those four buttons. And then you could do things like say, okay, now our shoulder weapons are controlled with the shoulder buttons. Our regular weapon is controlled with the square, but now they probably even go to pretty much standard FPS controls or something like that. But yeah, it was really, there were some really interesting solutions back then. And I think Halo was probably one of the first games that found a really intuitive solution that really made FPS work well. In that case, I can't tell you because the Master Chief Collection, of course, is a gathering, I don't know, of all the games and they smooth out for a better play of all the missions altogether, they, they smooth out the gameplay with modern controls. So I'm not playing with how it was at the time. And that's good as always, I don't think I would have finished number one. I don't know how it was, but, uh, but again, gameplay, gameplay on number one is not a problem. Gameplay on number one is good. Really just the assets, the length of the missions, repetitiveness. You get lost all the time. You're like, what, do I come from this room? I got lost so many times and never got lost in number two. So, really, <laughs> that tells you everything. I think the other thing that had contributed to Halo was the fact that the Xbox had four inputs, like the original PlayStation and PlayStation 2 only had two inputs. You could buy like that strip that would allow you to have play with four people, but normally you can only plug in four. Halo allowed you to plug in four controllers and uh, our Xbox allows you to plug in four controllers. And so Halo would allow you to do four person local, co local multiplayer on a console, which if you were playing FPSs on computers, you had to ha set up LAN parties and things like that. So I think it was just one of those, it, it made it more intuitive in the controls. It brought it to the masses. And suddenly we don't have to worry about a land party. Your average dude, bro, play Halo with friends. So I think in that sense, maybe the, maybe the campaign might not have been amazing, but people weren't playing it for the campaign. They were playing it for the multiplayer and the fact that, oh my God, I can play an FPS on a console now. So I think it earned its place in history for what it is. But uh, yeah, for me, I've been playing... <laughs> Getting finally a Persona 5 Royal. This is, I actually oh, have nice. the collector's edition. Yeah, so it's got the whole, uh, it's got Joker's mask yeah. in there and everything. Do you have a statue? Oh, Joker's mask? Yeah, it's got Joker's mask. Yeah. There's no statue in this one. It's got, let's see, Joker's mask with stand, steelbook, soundtrack, art book, collector's box, dynamic PS4 theme. I'm not using the PS4 theme for two reasons. One, because, yeah, I don't use my PS4. And two, because apparently my wife got me this years ago. And I'm just now I'm getting around to playing it and I pull it out. And I'm like, oh, okay, I can get this theme. And I go to the code and it's the code expires March 2000, 2022 or 2022. And I was like, oh yeah, this code expired. <laughs> Not because it came expired, but because it's been in my backlog for so long, the code actually expired, which is funny because that's going to lead me to something else I'm going to talk about in a second. But I am really enjoying this. I am not very far in. I'm only about five hours in. It is Currently where I am, still very linear. I haven't had too much opportunity to, I haven't really been able to choose anything other than some dialogue options. I know later on you can choose what you do, which characters you want to interact with, and you can go about your day and get, what is it, part-time jobs and whatnot. But, but yeah, I'm really enjoying it. I'm having a lot of fun with it. 
And it's good because I've uh, felt like I've played a few duds lately. So I'm like, I finally, I need a win. Come on, give me a win here. Yeah. Good win. Yeah, yeah. Like back in December, this has been going on since, since December. I waited on Crisis Core because I waited for Christmas. My wife got me the Switch version. I don't have a Switch, so I couldn't play Crisis Core. But then I'm like, okay, I'm going to wait for Forspoken. Forspoken obviously didn't pan out. We've been over that. Finally got Crisis Core for my birthday. I was actually very disappointed in that game. I was, uh, I'm was i a huge Final really? Fantasy VII fan, and I was actually not that thrilled with Crisis Core. The gameplay was great. I will say I had a lot of fun playing it. I was It's the story that got me. It felt, I don't know, I didn't really like it, but I feel like part of that also was the fact that it was originally a PSP game, so I feel like maybe the story felt like they had to rush it a bit because on the original PSP, you just didn't have the memory of a full CD, so you couldn't have length of game that it should have been so I, I think maybe that was part of the problem so i was like i really want to play something and then i was saying okay i'm gonna play elden ring because i've been wanting to play that and then i went and i went on stream got everything set up and start the game and then immediately start the stream and you can see this on my stream on monday where it is or was it on monday oh, sorry last thursday and you can see on the stream my version of Elden Ring is in Chinese. It's not the English version. And it's weird. It's really weird because I went back and I was like, wait, this doesn't make any sense. I always check this because I live in Taiwan and I've had this exact problem before, specifically with Tomb Raider, where like I bought the game and then I downloaded it and it's this is the Chinese Korean version. And I'm like, what? I get it. And then and I, so I it was on sale. And I checked if there are different versions. There were not different versions. Sometimes it'll say like English version, Japanese version, uh, English, Japanese version, Chinese, Korean version. So I looked, there were not different, there were not different versions. And then, uh, so I bought it, it was on sale. I didn't download it immediately because I put it in my backlog because I was like, yeah, I got stuff to play. Uh, PlayStation has a refund policy where you have to refund a game within 14 days. I didn't do that, obviously, because I didn't because it went into the backlog. But not only that, but the way I discovered that it was the Chinese version was I downloaded it, I started it, and I saw everything's in Chinese. And they have a policy that if you have downloaded the game, then not even if you've played it, if you've just downloaded the game, you can't get a refund just for, from having it downloaded once. So I guess the idea is if you downloaded it, you could in theory save it onto an external drive and then count, but it would still be on the drive. I don't know. But anyway, so that's probably why it's that. But anyway, so I was like, okay, I immediately deleted it off my PlayStation. You can look at my time. It says I'm less than one hour, zero trophies. So yeah, so I was like, okay, I'm going to download this. I'm going to try anyway. Maybe they'll be nice. Maybe they'll be sympathetic. And so... They, so I sent in the submission request for a refund, whatever reason it didn't go through. I had to send it again, but I sent it the second time and I get this email back from them and they're saying like, oh, our refund policy is this. You need to check that because you've already played the game then, or because you've already downloaded the game, we can't issue a refund, which was weird that they mentioned that because why didn't they just cite the 14 day thing first? Cause they'd already said our policy says 14 days. We see you've already downloaded the games. That's why. And I'm like, wait, what? No, that sounds weird. Um, it sounds like you were just going to change it to the 14 days is why. You're looking for one. You're trying to make it like it's my fault, which it is, granted. But so I'll accept that. But what got me was I was like, okay, I could swear that it did not say that this was not the English version. And so I went back and I looked at all the From Software games on the PlayStation Store. Bloodborne, English, Chinese, Japanese, Korean. 
the Kiro. English, Japanese, Chinese, was the new Demon Souls. English, Japanese, Chinese, Korean. Every single one has English, except for Elden Ring. It's the only one that doesn't. And what happened was, is if I go into, I have a video of it, because I, I was like, I need this for evidence. I have it, I'm not going crazy. Stop, don't gaslight me. So I looked at, I have the video. If you look at the store, if I go to the, so if I went to the PlayStation store on the PlayStation, on the PS4, I went online. There it says Elden Ring, Chinese, Korean. If you go on the app, it just says Elden Ring. It does not say Chinese, Korean. And then if you go to the store there and you scroll down, if you scroll down at the bottom, it says audio, English, menus, Chinese, Korean, Thai. But if you go, but that's if you look in the store. If you look at the version in my library, there is zero mention of any languages. So I'm like, your store page and the page for the game in my library, the descriptions are identical with the exception of on your store page, it lists languages in my library. There's no mention of language. That's weird. So it's, you would think it would be one single page, but actually there's two different pages. And so I'm thinking that maybe they updated it at some point because in the email that they sent me, they even quote, they say, actually, we've received lots of feedback from customers about available language for Elden Ring since release. So we delivered this feedback to the game publisher and it seems they are considering about the consumer, about it for the consumer. We are afraid that we have not received any update from the publisher side yet, so we cannot guarantee additional language support for Elden Ring now. However, we will keep sharing this request to the publisher. So apparently, I'm not the only person that's had this issue where the English version is missing on this. And this is the only FromSoft game where English... So that's my little rant there. <laughs> but... And since it's only... I play Persona 5. I can't complain. And since it's a console, I guess you can't mod it to an English. Nope. That's why I play on computer. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, it's a perfectly good reason. Also, I would say I think Steam has much better refund policies. Steam is what? If you've played less than four hours? Yes. So three. Yeah. Do they have a timeline? Yes, they do. They do because I played the Ark Survival with some friends. And after a few hours, I realized that it was really not for me. And when I requested it, hey, you play 20 minutes of the time limit, sorry. Okay, but I there a time limit you bought it, you have to refund it within this many days? Or is uh, it just probably. as long as you haven't played it? No, I think it's like a 15 or 13 days, something like this, but it's more like a, you play the game for more than three hours and then you can't refund something Because here it was like you downloaded it. Sorry. Yeah, no. Yeah, and I was like, I only know that it was the wrong version because I downloaded it on the app. Didn't mention that it was the wrong version. Yeah. I would have had no idea until I downloaded it. Yeah, that's kind of cool. The CD, but it is. I don't know. I can't prove that when I bought it, it didn't have that. I do know that I do always check, but there is the possibility. So maybe it so, is my fault, but no, I can't prove it. I can prove that my version does not have language options on it, but that I can't. Prove at least that. you do know that for Armor Core 6, you have to be careful, right? From software, well, simply be sure. Exactly. Armor Core 6, <laughs> I'm going to be going over that with a fine tooth comb. And right now, I can tell you, I am going to take snapshots of the when I buy it to be like, look, I took pictures of it because I knew this was going to be an issue. And that way, I'm going to bring it up to him if it is an issue. And I'm like, look, okay, all right, we're going to have to, I don't know, give me a settlement. I don't need a thousand dollars. Just give me 70 so I can rebuy the game in English. I don't want to be greedy. I just want my game.